Ladies and gentlemen, football season is upon us. And if you like football, you like fantasy football, you got to listen to the Fantasy Focus podcast. You can get it wherever you get ESPN podcasts and understand everything that is fantasy football in any given week. All right, the Fantasy Focus podcast. Make sure you subscribe right now wherever you find ESPN podcasts. Yes, sir, we promised you a great man event here tonight. Damn right, it's professional wrestling, and the show is Cheap Heat, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. And welcome aboard. I am Peter Rosenberg at Rosenberg Radio, Twitter, Instagram, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and all the way in Philadelphia. Looking, I think maybe slightly less large, though. Maybe I don't know if it's just that he actually cleaned up his beard. Maybe it's that. I'm not sure. It's definitely the second one. It's definitely the definitely the second one. It is the definitely the latter. The physically large. Stat guy to the Greg. Oh, yeah. And and confession to the computer is a little bit further back. So I'm working my angles a little bit. That's a good idea, you know, because we have an interview today. So you figured that there might yeah, be video yeah. from it. So why? Working the angles. Working the angles. That's the way to smarten up. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you, at some point, we got to think about these things. I'm not always good at it myself. We have to remember. <laughs> these are what, these are the things that are happening. Uh, and yes, we are, as as talked about last week, we're supposed to have uh, Jay Uso on the program um, shortly, and the timing is good because, you know, when I talked about that last week, I didn't know whether what we were talking about was a storyline in past tense, but no, it appears after last week's SmackDown that it is also future tense SGG. Yeah, um, the challenge was laid down for Helen to sell, a challenge that was accepted over the warnings of uh, the tribal chief, a.k.a. Thunderdome Rome, a.k.a. Roman Reigns, uh, who said himself, like, if I were you, I wouldn't accept this challenge. But uh, Jay Uso is not him. And now the two are going to be in the hell of a cell in a match that Roman described as having the highest stakes ever, which mm. I still don't know what that means. But I am looking forward to finding out what that means. Do you think we'll find out tonight? I hope so. I, I really hope so. I could see them... Um, stretching out a little bit but i hope that we find out tonight what what the highest stakes ever are and uh what that'll mean for for jay and roman going into hell in a cell you think it's out of the family i thought that banished. i thought that banished from the family i thought that um which would definitely raise the stakes for for both of them even beyond you know a championship but i mean we'll see I really don't know. I'm very frustrated because I went out today and I attempted to buy 
something expensive and stupid. And every once in a while when I, I, I treat myself to something stupid, I have to like, not always, but I very often have to find a justification and a, re, a way to make it okay in my mind. Like okay. I want it is not a justification or like I have the money. I want it. Ding. And I have the money. Ding. You got two justifications right there. Now, now, will, now, will you miss the money if you spend it on this thing? That's well, the third. well, well, the thing is that that, my friend, that's is, the big one. But that's sort of the eternal question, because who knows if you'll need the money? That's why it's it's that it's that little voice. And I'm sure a lot of our <laughs> listeners can relate. It's uh-huh. I, have, I have my mom sitting on one of my shoulders at all times being like, you spent that much money on a sweatshirt. <laughs> right. And 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 one day, you know, a time will come when you really need all your money and you're like, damn. So I say all of this to say the justification I used today was I had recently gotten paid to do a couple of social campaigns with gift cards. Right? Like the payment okay. they gave me was a gift card. I love the gift card. Pay me with a gift card because you're not declaring it. It's just a gift, right? So it's basically, it may not be as much money as you would get, but when you get paid money for things like this, you have to go through all kinds of paperwork, tax, et cetera. So when someone's like, hey, you mind posting something for me as an ad, we'll send you a gift card. I go, sure, no problem, because that's just straight cash, homie, essentially. Yeah, 100%. And I've been sitting on these for a while. I had two of them. And I go to the store to buy this stupid expensive item. And now, what is the ex- what is the item? Is it that stupid, or are you just saying it's stupid because well, now you can't I, I don't. Get it? I, I I can reveal it to the cheap heat universe because I truly feel that everyone here is a friend. Like at this point, for you to listen okay. to the show and still hate me requires such a level of masochism that, like, I just think that's a very low percentage. You know, like, I'm sure there are a few people who really are like, yo, SGG is my guy. I tolerate Rosenberg. I'm sure there are a few people like that. But I'd imagine, by and large, I ramble so much on this show that if you're here, you're not a judgmental person who hates me. You're you're an under you're a friend. You're a friend. You're a a fellow peckerhead. And that only applies to you, by the way, because I think on the flip side, it's like, yo, I hate SGG, but I'm staying for Rosenberg is like the high. I th- so I I agree. Yeah. There's a higher percentage of those, but those people who quote unquote hate you don't hate your personality. They just hate your opinions, which is what, which is what makes you a great podcaster that you've turned into. That's Fair. why you've, and- you've you've developed into a real good personality. Because honestly, if it was just me, I said this privately. You weren't even there. I said this the other day to, um, I had a little breakfast with uh, Zach and Goldstein, and. We, we were talking about things, and I was like, honestly, without SGG on the podcast, I don't think we have a podcast because I, I, I don't have anything to say some weeks. I only get, oh. I only get going because your takes are so insane. <laughs> if you didn't have the insane takes, it would just me be being like, all right, yeah, I managed to get through all the stuff this week. It's like, uh, I don't, but I don't come away necessarily with a huge opinion unless I'm provoked, whereas you... I are, push the buttons. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you're more of a, an authentic fan still in that, like, your buttons get pushed, and thus you can push my buttons. I think I'm mm-hmm. sometimes one notch too inside where my buttons aren't getting pushed. That's why Dipperstein's great. 
Dipperstein is yeah. still such a fan, his buttons get pushed. So oh, yeah, we, we and Dip fully get worked. So you guys are getting worked we go back every week, and it's it's great, whereas at this point I'm a little bit – it's harder for me to get worked. Um, so anyways, yes, we both have people who hate us, but I don't think very many. I think everyone here is family. So I will say the item I – the stupid item I went to purchase was a hoodie from Gucci, okay? I admit it. It's stupid, okay? <laughs> I donate a lot of clothes. Here's the just, Here are the things I have to go through in my Jewish mind. How much money do I give to charity? How much clothing do I give away? How many decent things do I do in the world that can justify essentially buying a $1,000 sweatshirt? Because that's basically what you're doing, right? right? Bear Bear, what are you doing back there? So I have to go through this entire game in my head, you know, what bonuses have I gotten? Where am I saving money? All these yeah. things. But but in this case, aha, 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 I had the old Amex gift cards. Mm-hmm. So I talked to my guy, Howard, who works at the Gucci store. I tell him, I'm like, you guys take Amex gift cards? Of course we do. I go, all right. I go in, try it on the stuff, decide what I want, go to the counter, Boom. Gift card number one had 450 bucks on it. Boom. Ring it up. Beautiful. That's free. Beautiful. That's free. That's not even money. That's just free. Oh, I got another one. This one should be full. Ring it up. Doesn't work. What? Then I then I go, I, I, I type in the code on my phone to check the balance. There's an error. Now, normally, if you don't have any money left on it, it'll tell you. Like, it'll say no balance. No yeah, balance. Be like, kick rocks it it just tells you to kick rocks it doesn't say error so i'm like wait a second what's going on here i checked the balance on this card before and i don't think i used it so now i'm already up at the counter Mm -hmm. and he is there a line is there no there's no line there's one guy there's one guy next to me who's clearly more comfortable spending money loosely at the gucci store than i am that's okay (laughs) right really it's just me and howard but at this point howard knows exactly who i am Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I've been there. I bought a pair of loafers from him once before. I've only been there and bought things a couple, a couple of times. Real, you're I, not with moms. You can, you can, you don't even have to do it. Anyway, you're right. Our mom's not here. I don't, I don't. Yeah. But, I, but the truth is, I don't. I bought. I, I went to the outlet in Orlando, which, by the way, that outlet in Orlando is popping. I definitely got a pair of loafers there recently for less than half of what I paid at the real store. So that's tight. Anyways, <sighs> but at this point, outlet is always the move. By the way, but some outlets are just trash. True. And and I and I've been to other Gucci outlets that all they have is like belts. They just don't have the good stuff. This one actually gets good stuff. It's interesting. So now though, you're stuck. Because I gotta tell you, SGG, and we know you're the physically cheap. We know what you would do. Yeah. You would be like, yo, my bad, drop the hoodie, walk out the store. End of the Easily. day. Easily. Not even Easily. a question. I get though, my gift card sorted out, I'll come back. I'll come back. But yeah. I'm, I have to admit that I, this is a battle of my ego now. Am I going to be the guy who, because my gift card doesn't work, went out in public, mask on, into a store <laughs> to do something frivolous, but I'm going to walk away because I don't have the gift card? The answer was no. I went through with the purchase. I put more money on my actual Amex. I paid... <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's cool. He's like, hey, listen, when you sort it out, bring it back. I'll swap it off your credit card, and you can pay, right? put it right back on the gift card. He knows what time it is. 
Right. But still, this was the dilemma I faced. So, guys, I'm doing the podcast with a lot of guilt. And granted, I'm Jewish, so I'm always doing the podcast with guilt. <laughs> but it's an extra layer of guilt as we do Cheap Heat this week, knowing that I have this sweatshirt. But I got to tell you, what a gorgeous sweatshirt it is. I believe it. And, I and, believe and it. I, and I will say, oh, I forgot to add this to my justification, SGG. Part of my guilt game that I play, Laura always pointed out to me, Laura Styles pointed out a long time, a long time ago to me. She said, just so you know, though, when you purchase something stupid from a very high-end retailer, you're talking Gucci, Louis Vuitton, the, the stupidest, highest level, unlike buying random stuff at places you just like, it does retain value. Mm-hmm. Because the vintage game because is it's, another level. If you, it's as a, you know, as you know. As I very well know. So, for example... Gucci has some hoodies they put out every year, and their values hold pretty good. But this was one that's just a seasonal piece. It will be gone. It won't exist anymore. And those items will hold probably 80% value if you wanted to then sell it. You don't treat it like garbage. So you have now heard what someone does to justify their stupid purchases when they feel guilty about spending money. (laughs) What does that have to do with the week in wrestling, you're asking? Ah, we celebrated 30 years of Chris Jericho, a man who seemingly never felt guilty about anything in his entire life. And guess what? It's what makes him one of the all-time brilliant heels in pro wrestling. Um, he's, not my, he's not on my uh, Mount Rushmore, but he is uh, a special, special talent. And we'll get there, SGG. Was there, is there anything outside the ring we need to hit besides the Gucci store? Netflix canceled Glow due to COVID. Uh, it was announced that they were going to get a fourth and final season. Oh, I heard and, about this. And the pandemic hit. Oh, I'm and um, now it seems that that fourth and final season is not happening ever I, at all. I haven't finished three. Um, I will say um, I loved. Are, where are you, are you caught up or no? I haven't finished three yet either. I remember seasons one and two were, were I lo- really well done. I loved one and two. I sort of feel like the show could have ended when they went to Vegas. As, as evidenced, by the way, of the fact that neither you and I have, have finished season three. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean that season three is not great and worth watching, but it does mean that as much as we liked it, and I really like Glow, it might have just been a two-season show. Like, that might have been what Glow was. Which is fine. It, it could be that, you know, season three was going to set up to things that paid off in season four, but, right. but now we'll never know. And that's frustrating. So now we got to get through three and know it's going to end, and it'll be like, oh, but there was going to be a four, but now there's not. Right, with all these loose ends that just sit there. So that's a little, that is a bit of a bummer. By the way, um, going back to the Gucci store, I have to answer a question that I should, that, would be asked in the mailbag, so I'll answer it right now. Did I see any members of the Mysterio family at the Gucci <laughs> store? I did not. I did not. SGG, anything else outside the ring? Um, Finn, TakeOver 31 was this past Sunday, and Finn Balor suffered an injury at TakeOver 31. Um, I see. Uh-huh. His jaw's broken in two places. He will not be relinquishing the NXT championship, however due to this injury. Um, incredible match, by the way. Was it really Power. good? I have not I have not watched TakeOver 31 yet. 
It was really good. It is, I mean, I'm going to hold the hyperbole for a little while. But what I wanted to say was that it could probably be in like the top five of takeover matches like ever. Really? SGG yes, that it strong? It was very good. It was very, very good. All right, I have to watch this. And by the way, that was not the worst uh, NXT injury of the week, huh? Um, no, someone was injured. I believe it was Ridge Holland was injured. It was. On, it was Ridge Holland. On Wednesday. Um, I didn't see the injury happen yet, but I mean, it was described as ugly. Like he, um, he missed a catch or, or, you know, I, w- I don't want to use the word botched, but it's just like a freak accident um, with Oni Lorcan. And the word I saw described was he ruptured his knee, which, you know, I almost don't want to see what that looks like. Um, and it's, it's sad too, because Rich, Rich Holland was, um, looked like he was on his way to receiving some type of push. Um, he had a singles match, I think with Johnny Gargano recently. And then he was revealed as like having attacked Adam Cole, maybe at the end of takeover 31. So he was, you know, in a good spot, I think. And then now to have this, this injury happen. When a lot of NXT talent are, are suffering like these freak injuries, you think mm. about Karrion Cross and um, Tegan Knox, even Finn Balor. Although he's you know going to still be able to hold on to the championship with his jaw just getting busted right at the end of the match. There, the, um, the injury bug is real. Injury bug is is very very real. And that one, if you haven't seen this one, the Ridge Holland one, it was repug. It's not what you want to see. His his leg just gives out under him. It's pretty gross. Um, so yeah, sending him, sending him the best for sure. Um, what else, SGG? And then this last bit of news, which I guess you can kind of say takes us back to, uh, back to the Gucci the Gucci store. All right. Uh, when we think about the the advice that Laura gave you about you know merch retaining its value. Oh, that's right. Episode one of the Wrestling Collectors up on YouTube. Um, that's right. You. And then my fellow lawyer, Adam Conta, featured in episode one, just showing off like your mage, uh, mage collections, mm. which it's, it's sort of crazy too. Like I see some of those shirts that are like older than me in, in such good condition, you know, still looks good, still comfortable. You uh, know. Listen, first of all, shout out to Wrestling for Sale and you can, um, you should go watch the Wrestling Collectors episode one. Um, it is a very nerdy trip into vintage <laughs> wrestling collection. Um, he talked to each of us for like a half hour or something. Um, I got to tell you, man, Adam's collection is maybe... It's just like I put a lot of time into it. I love it. It's a great hobby. To be completely dwarfed by some people, like I'm not even in the same room as Adam. His collection's insane, yo insane he said 800 shirts is is that's how deep the collection runs between him now, and his, gra- between him and yeah, his partner. Between, which still like if you want to split it that's still 400 no no he told if me he has like, he told me he has three or four hundred and um bro he has things the the bottom line is this you know he's in a category <laughs> and ted ted is in this too of they just made the decision earlier than me, and I, like, if I could have gotten in when I first bought my my first vintage shirt, bro, I bought my first 
WrestleMania three. I said this in the thing in like 2000, which is late. If no, no, it's not. If in 2000, I had just been looking for everything. Oh my gosh. Cause think about it in 2000, a, a 1990 like shirt was 10 years old. Yeah, it was, it would have been, I could have found so much and I didn't really want to start, like get in there until post 2010. And now, SGG, over the last two years, it's gotten just, like, crazy to the point of, of frustrating. Like, like... Did, did well, we're, the price went up. The price went up. I mean, but I did it to myself. I mean, you could argue that no one... I mean, Ted really believes that I am a huge influence on the market value going up. So my own passion, my own passion has ruined my own hobby. It's true because think about it, right? Like you're you're on you're on Hot 97. Hot 97's had a huge social media presence forever. Um and then you get on ESPN, the Michael K show, and then you get up on the 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 kickoff show panels. And I won't say every time, but, but a good amount of the time, yeah, what do we see you in? A wrestling shirt that's not like brand new. It's not on the market now. It's like a vintage throwback old school wrestling shirt that everybody can appreciate because these are the guys that we grew up with. So it's like you definitely gave it some visibility, which definitely boosted the stock, which definitely drove up the price. And now. <laughs> and now here we are. Yeah. Um. I think I'm going to hit stop on the video and then record again to start a new clip. Let me see how that works. Okay. I don't know if that's going to work, actually. We'll see. Um, but it's, it's, it's an interesting watch, and, and Adam's collection is absolutely insane. And it got me to thinking, um, it got me to thinking that, you know, I need some one person I've passed on I've, I've, for some reason, have always, like, just not, I, I don't know. It, it, this is what I mean. The market has changed so much that now there's stuff from 2003, 2002 that's starting to get valuable, mm-hmm. right? And for a long time, it basically, the, the high-value stuff ended in 98, 97, 90, yeah, 97, now, 97, 98 is very expensive, and it's getting that way about 99, 2000, 2001. And so one person I've passed on way too many times is Eddie Guerrero. Oh. Because forever there was the I'm Your Poppy shirt, which I'm not super into mm-hmm. the I'm Your Poppy shirt. It's just, it's just I'm not going to wear a shirt that says I'm Your Poppy, probably. The um, Godfather one, Latino Heat. Scarface one. Oh, the Scarface, yeah, Scarface. Excuse the me. Scarface Latino Heat is becoming an expensive shirt, and that was like a everywhere kind of shirt. That mm-hmm. is, that's becoming expensive. Um, then there's the they they made I believe when he passed a rest in peace shirt, which is getting which is getting harder to find. And also, it's his fifty third birthday. Would have been his fifty third birthday today. So definitely, uh, rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero. So a couple of things here. So number one. The good news is, on this week, the week of his 53rd birthday, I did find a dope Eddie Guerrero shirt. Oh. 
Now, the I I, I will say, uh, let me see if I can find it so I can describe it to you. Um, it's still more though than I would have expected to pay for an Eddie Guerrero shirt. Um, it's a 2002 Eddie shirt, and I think I paid $65 for it. Okay, that doesn't sound bad. But relative, it's just, it's not in the grand scheme of things, but like an Eddie Guerrero shirt from 2002 being that expensive, it shouldn't be that expensive. It's just that's where we're going now, though. And this uh-huh. wasn't one. This wasn't one that was familiar to me. At least seeing it a ton. Um, it's it's it may be the first Latino Heat shirt. It says, or at least in WWF, it says Latino Heat, and it's got it's black and white and has four different pictures of Eddie on it. Um, if it says WWF, it might be the first. Um, it says WWF. Yeah, it might be the first then, because I think a Latino Heat is like a WWE thing. So, um, yeah, it's O two. O two is pretty early for Eddie in WWE. That's that's pretty yeah. early for him. That's like very early, actually. Because they came in at the Radicals for a little while, so he did that. That was like a little bit before Latino Heat. So they did that. F- him, Saturn, Malenko, and um, Benoit. By the way, amazing to think about his fifty third birthday. Yo, Eddie could still be working like occasionally. Yeah. Like, we didn't get, I'll tell you the truth, guys, I am just getting to a real, I've enjoyed Eddie for a a long time, but I'm just right now getting into Eddie Guerrero, like really having a moment with him, where I'm starting to understand why people like why people are so crazy about him. Um, yeah, so many of the little things, like the intangibles. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's it's taken me a minute to get there, but now I'm finally getting to a place of, like, true appreciation for how brilliant he was as, like, a, a talent, you know? And... He was, he was something special altogether. Um, all right, uh, let's uh, let's get going here. I believe I'm trying to get your video to start. Let's see. Oh, mine? Yeah. Do you got you mind doing video or are you oh. don't, are you trying to? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People, hold on, hold on. people need to see you, man. Yeah, I didn't technical difficulties and shit. There he is. We're on lockdown yeah. now. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Let's get it. Jay Uso, how are you, man? I'm good, Uso. Back oh. in the hotel room, you know, back in Florida. I know that I know that hotel room quite well. Well, not your specific one. Let me not sound crazy, but I know I know the hotel. Yeah. Um, first of all, yep. this this is my co-host, that guy Greg, SGG, Jay Uso. What's going on, Jay? What's up, Greg? What up, G? Yeah. Um, yo, man, I saw you, I told you this right when I saw you the other day when I was sitting in the makeup chair, like, this moment is, man, it's special. People are, people are so excited for you. Did you realize right away this was going to be a gigantic moment for your career? Yeah. Hell yeah, man, because, 
you know, it's when they when they come to you and they put you in that position, you know, they running with you. You running. It, it, it's the number one guy. And whoever you feuding with, that's the number two. You know, as of right now, I'm the number two. And I, and I, and I knew, man, I knew. Yo, Oops, we running with you. We want you to do this, do that. And I'm I'm over there like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. You know, I'm I'm playing the game, but in the back of my mind, Oops, I'm like, it's about to be lit. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know? What's what's that transition been like? Because you you're like a tag team specialist the whole time. I think you've only had a handful of singles matches up to right now. Yeah, Oops, I, yeah. Um man, it's it's a dope transition. I think it's a good transition to make. At this point, um, because I always I always refer back to the tag team game, you know that, that that's my ish right there. But <laughs> I I do like this singles uh this singles competition, man. It, it's it's really making me find out stuff about myself who's that I didn't know like I could do. I could bang with them, you know. I can can I hang in there? Um, man, all, even all the outside stuff, man. Social media interviews, everything's been yeah. real busy, man. Since especially before Clash of Champions and. After Clash of Champions, ain't no stopping this. Man, if you've seen that pay-per-view, you you know damn well, hey, this is the hottest thing in wrestling right now that no one ever expected for this <laughs> thing to take off the way it did, Oos. And mm-hmm. it did. And we're showing you, we're showing you real emotion. We're showing you feeling. I don't think I you could put the fiend with Roman, you could put damn Seth Rollins with Roman, whoever, whatever, whatever top guy they got, put him with Roman. I guarantee you, Oos, they didn't pull out emotion. They didn't pull out real feeling. They didn't pull out storytelling the way me and Oos did that thing. And that, and that that hit another level. And if y'all ain't recognizing game, y'all need to recognize damn game, bro. We we know we know how to damn do this. We know how to do this, bro. Well, I mean, tell you me grew you up in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. Tell me. Tell me you didn't feel like you was watching a damn movie. You forgot you was watching wrestling. You throw forgot. In the t- the throw, don't throw in the towel. That was like tears almost coming to my eyes. Like, like yo, don't, no, really, don't do it. Like, don't, don't do, do it. When the towel went in. Don't do that, Oos. You know, because I'm trying to, we trying to get this, bro. We pulling out. And and, and, and I want to be, and I'm, I'm proud of this, man. I didn't know, you know, when I watched it back, I was watching that thing like I wasn't in it. You know, I was like, man, bro, this is good. I'm, this let is me, my best work. Yes. I mean, and, and you guys have had you guys. So you guys have had multiple stages, right? Like, there have been a lot of stages to the Usos career. There was the you guys are new. OK, new Samoan tag team. Let's get to know these guys. Let's see what they are. Then it's like, oh, they're serviceable. These are really good talents. Then it's like, OK, they're over Uso penitentiary. OK, this is a th- yo, there's cert- shirts. I-, I went out and bought the first shirt. There's down since day one. I mean, the day one ish like, OK, there's that era. And now this is a new era for you guys. And I, I'm very excited for, for you and honestly for your brother, too, because we'll get to see how this plays out affecting him now as time goes on as well. Of course, did you realize going into Clash that there was going to be a Hell in a Cell situation, or is it not until after Clash and the reaction that you're like, oh, we're still going? Nah, this was a one and done. Supposed to be. Mm. Mm. Nah, they, nah. <laughs> they like, yo, this, this, this is fire right here, bro. <laughs> we ain't, we ain't going nowhere. You damn right we ain't going nowhere. Was, but that's the opportunity that I'm trying to say. I, I knew, I knew I would. This is this will be different, you know. It was. I think I was just to get Roman to the next homie. But man, 
you see the storytelling, you, 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 this is real. Mm-hmm. The feelings right there, the promos right there. It's not even the damn, if you watch the match back, we ain't, the, the match was basic. Oh yeah. But the damn, what, what grew is the damn story, man. And, and that is the main thing, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've all, like you said, all the years of, you know, Uso character, I'm finally hitting the, hitting the year where I, I, I'm, and you know, I get the psychology and everything. That 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 part, but what I'm trying to damn for make you forget this is a show, Bruce. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then and there's a part in there where you did forget, bro. You was watching it like it was a movie, and and if I can, if we can pull that out, that that right there is another level that the homies need to step up to, and that's what I'm trying to show. Like that's what we're trying to bring out, you know. Because even when you said like the match was basic. I almost want to respectfully disagree because it's like you, you're saying that because you're focusing on like the moves and like there wasn't too many flippy stuff. There wasn't like these sequences. It wasn't chain wrestling, but like, and this is going to be crazy for the listeners of the show to hear me say, but the, the moves almost don't matter. Cause like the story and the other things that you pulled into the match is what made it to me like match of the year level. Even like you coming out with the lay and then by the end of the match, Roman telling Heyman, which I didn't even notice till I watched back, but like I want that, and he puts yeah. that on him as he already has the champion at the end of the match. You know, mm. you looking at your brother's eyes, like don't throw in the towel. Him hobbling down, like and and also the decision that you that that you guys all made or whoever made it um, to really um, take advantage of of the mics and us being able mm-hmm. to hear you throughout the match. How much how much conversation was there around that? Because that made a real impact. There's none around that, bro. There is none in that. If you, if you go back to everything that's in the match, we talking, we feeling that. In the beginning of the match, I'm talking crap to him first. At the end of the match, he's just on me, you know? It ain't, no, ain't nothing planned. Hey, I'm going to tell you this, and then you hit me with that, bro. We go out there and feel it. When 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 I knew we would go out there, that, that real emotion comes out where it's almost a shoot. And I like that part because with Roman, I can bring out my real, like, real feelings, Zeus. Like, I can... I can bang, I can, I can, you know, all the above and he won't cry. And, well, and, but your family, exactly. It. Yep. Yeah. yeah, man. It's easy for me to, it's easy for me to, man, you want nothing, dude. You, you damn took the, 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 the senior prom and I was left on the sideline and I hated that, bro. Yeah. I always knew you was, you know, like <laughs> it, it, it could be any and everything, bro. Any and everything. So let's, let's I just say- like it. Let's go ahead. let's, let's say you owe him too, because he said he beat you up when you was a kid. <laughs> so well, I was gonna say let's go Shoot. and let's go back there. Let let's go back to the beginning. Um, and if anyone hasn't watched uh the the chronicle on you on the network, it's a it's a really great it's a really great episode. Um, really really let's enjoyed go. that. Um, but um, take me through that relationship. Like you guys got into it a little bit in that episode, but the three of you were cousins who were really kind of like brothers. When was the relationship there from birth? Um, how did how did the relationship of the three of you go, and and what kind of roles did you play to each other within that dynamic? Man, Oos, from the damn like I said it from the sandbox. We we met each other when we was like four, because we moved to so we all was in California. Joe's dad, Uncle Sika, and Auntie Lisa already lived in Pensacola. Yokozuna moved to Pensacola, and then that's why my dad and us moved to Pensacola because of my uncle Rodney. You know, because okay. that's what down south, that's where they was training. Okay. So when we met each other right there in the damn front yard, the backyard, it was we have we grew up all the way elementary, 
middle school playing football all the way through middle school. We get grown, we in high school loose, and we killing it. We knew, everyone knew we was part of a wrestling family, but what, what protected us and, you know, gave us our own stripes, we was real good in football. It, it wasn't like we was like, you know, I'm cool and I'm I'm off the coattails of my father. This is who I, nah, it, it was like, yo, those, those, those are Rikishi's boys right there, but them boys can ball out too. And they knew Joe, Joe was a high prospect, you know, getting, getting, um, I mean, recruited by D1 colleges. And were you guys it, all it, it linebackers, just, all three of you? All linebackers, Zeus. Two, oh. two of the D tackles play in the league right now. So we, man, I, I'm from the school where Emmett Smith is from. I'm from the school where um, Trent Richardson is from, mm. you know, came out. We got athletes in Pensacola, Roy Jones Jr., uh, Smoke Gainer back in the day, yep. you know, Derek Brooks, yep. Derek Brooks, man. Man, our our little town of Florida, man. Yeah, you know, Florida, we speed, we run option. You know, we we quit down here. So. <laughs> so were you were you guys so were you guys play wrestling too as as kids and teenagers? Hell yeah, Ooh, the come on, man. In in the pool, I still do that today with my kids. Dude. I'm over there. <laughs> I'm the one getting choke slammed by eight year old, and I'm selling the hell out of it. I'm, I'm I'm like oh, you know, and I'm doing commentary. Hell yeah, we was doing that, bro. Hell. Like I said in my in my documentary, it was it is a legit full circle. Uh, and shouts to our guy Joey who shoots those for uh, for WWE. He he does such. Hey, a- shout out, shouts out to Joey. It was man, that that is one of the coolest homies that I know, and came to my house. It was, it was man that that. I, I love Joe. If you want to know how they're Shout able if you want to know how they're able to get so inside with everybody, it's the fact that he is such a chill dude who people don't mind having a camera around and being in your life yeah. constantly. And he's doing it with you know, from from Jay Uso to Nikki Bella, he's done it with everybody. Like and he's just implanted in people's lives. So shouts to him. But um I was I was fascinated about about like sort of the you guys having this tightness as kids. Um, were you all equally passionate about wrestling? Like, what what level of interest did you have in the product um, versus it just being kind of a part of your family life? So we did watch it all the time. You know, we we watched it all the time, every week watching it. We was DX. Imagine at that at that time in Pop Warner, we was playing football. We we over there getting sacks and it, it, you know. Getting interceptions and we we hitting them with the damn thing, you know. Uh, yeah. Man, I was hitting that at school, man. Middle school, man. God, damn. I'm surprised we didn't get in trouble as much as we did doing. That's a bad gesture. Now you do it to some lady today. Oh damn! It was a different around. era. It was the attitude era. It was. <laughs> right, man. Man, I'm over here hitting it. You know, man. Uh, but we didn't get um, you know, like as far as like wanting to get in the business or like at least when I was like 20, 19 or 20, 21. As we got older, and then, you know, my dad, boom, first time we're in the ring, he he beats, you know, he beat the hell out of us. So you, 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 y'all still want to wrestle? Yeah, yeah. All right, let, let's get it, you know. Yeah. But we, we had to earn that, man. A lot, a lot of people, man. What was you know, that they like? think it's easy, it's easy because who my family is. And on the other hand, it's hard, bro, because everyone is so good. And I said that in my, in my, in my documentary, it was like, man, there came a point where I didn't know what kind of, you know, trying to find my, our own thing, bro. You know, I was, I was going to touch on that too, because like you talk about your family and I was looking at the family tree. It's a, an absurd amount of wrestlers, but then it's like, you have world champions on there, multiple 
multiple tag team champions. And then like, that's not even counting the other mid-card titles, Intercontinental, United States, all the promotions, 11 WrestleMania main events. And then now you and your brother are, you know, a legendary tag team adding to that legacy. But, you know, back in the beginning, what was the pressure like? Because you didn't think, you couldn't have known that you were going to be up there with like the great tag teams of all time. No, of which the Wild Samoans is one of them. Man, it was when we first came in the game, it it was legit the Hart Dynasty. And then every other tag team was two people that was put together. So that's where the true tag team came from. Like, I always had that mentality when we came in the game. Oops, we get to go with the Hart Dynasty. You know, shout out to Dave and, and Tyson Kidd and Natalia. They taught us, they, they, they taught us how to live on the road because we was with them a whole lot, you know, doing the house shows. So no, I never would have thought we made it this far, Oost. And in this game, I feel like you have to put at least five years in on the road before you even start to grasp who you think you are. Um, uh, Randy Orton, great advice when we first came on the road. He said, I didn't know I was Randy Orton until like six, seven years in. Who, who, that's who I found out who I was. You know, mm-hmm. like, damn. Uh-huh. You know, so it did, bro. Like, as the years go by, we're just evolving and elevating and and – and that's what your career will do. You know, you either sink or swim, you know, and we all, we got to learn how to how to swim because there's a lot of sharks around us. And, that, and that's real talk. Everyone in this business is out to damn get that spot. It, it's, 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 can you, whoa, can you hang, bro? Like, you know, a lot of, you know, coming in, you know, crying and whining because they ain't doing this, they ain't doing that. You have to legit ask yourself, did you sacrifice? I know, I know you, you did everything you did to get in the door here. But that shit don't stop. It's, they don't stop at that door, Oost. You you just got in the door. Yeah. Now you in the door. What what what's on the other side, bro? You know, and you want it right there when you get it. You know, nah, bro. The grind don't stop when you when you come in these doors. Was, that's what most of the homies I think get it twisted now because they man homies ain't ready to work. They ain't ready to work for this. You know, I, I'm ready to die for this. On, on October 25th, you are gonna see your boy ready to die for mine, though. And and that's what I want to put. You know. The, the people need to understand that, you know, your boy, I don't quit. I don't never, like, I'll show my heart. Us. If anything you, you get from Jay Uso is hard, though. I, I ain't got the damn, I ain't got the flips or whatever, bro. But you, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm, you know me, Us. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now, what did, you know me, though. What did, what, did, uh, what, did, what did Vince McMahon say to you after the Clash match? Man, he just got up. You know what? He wasn't even there when I when I came back through Gorilla. Oh, really? Yeah, he wasn't there when I came back. But he'll do that. You know, he'll just dip off. Have you have cool. you sp- have you s- next- yeah? Have you talked to him in general about the story? Hell yeah! He just he just stood up and just gave me a big hug, man. And, and he's like, "Man, you you're killing it. You know, just just keep killing." And I was like, "Hey, thanks for the opportunity, boss." And I walk my ass right on and keep keep my night lit. You know, <laughs> I like to just go in, ooze, attack that. You know, do the mission. Whatever I need to do, bro, whatever, I, I got to walk in there like you know, 30 minutes from now, and then you'll see me on there. Are, are you heroes? No. Nah. You're not here? Oh, no, no, okay. I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back October 25th, though. You know that. Well, that's the one to on see. The that's the one to see. <laughs> I'm gonna be there for that. And, hey. and and we were and we were fantasizing about where this could go. And you know, is there an opportunity? And listen, I'm not gonna get into all you know all sorts of nerdy fantasy booking conversations. We'll save that for us. But I will say, 
you know, we speculated about the idea that if more family ends up involved in this thing, you know, because the Internet has rumored that, you know, the all the things Roman's saying about his role in this family, another person who could have some words on that would be The Rock. And where does this entire thing end up going? And in my mind, where we went last week was the possibility of multiple matches involving your family at WrestleMania. And to me, it would be such a special moment and a well-deserved moment for your family, for the contributions of your people to this business. How cool it would be if there were several matches on this card that were sort of inter-family. Could be pretty amazing. Any of those things ever cross your mind? Yeah. And we're talking about you and Jimmy, by the way. You versus Jimmy one on It's I, I didn't want to give it all away, SGG. I'm just telling you thoughts that were <laughs> out there. Man, that is man, I got goosebumps. Was, I got long sleep, but man, hell yeah. My number one match is my dream match that I want to do before I ever ever hang the ever hang the Air Force Ones up, Boots. Yeah. <laughs> is is wrestle my damn twin. One on damn one Ooh. on the biggest damn stage. That's that's, that's the one. That's the one. Listen, yo, listen. It's it's the the thing would be if you had Rocky versus Roman as the main event, and then under that, you in a blood feud match with your brother in a cage oh, and a. Oh, can you imagine on the same card? You told him don't throw in the towel. <laughs> You told, told him not him to throw in the towel. Told him not to I throw told in the you, towel. bro. There you go again, trying to be a big brother, taking away my spotlight. Hey, see, I'm going. Like, I cut the promo. Like, so, it's, bro, hey, don't get me started, dude. Don't get me started right here, dude. Yo, listen, man. We uh, we just wanted to have you on and rap for a little bit and congratulate you on this moment. Thank you for giving us. You know, it's been a weird time. The pandemic and and the performance center was tough, and now we're in the Thunderdome and we're in a better spot. But you have given wrestling fans so much joy. So we just wanted to celebrate you and have you on, man. Well, you kill. Hey, them? man. Hey, thank you, Us. And and I want to give a shout out like to to my family, man. We are the royal wrestling family. I know we got the hearts and we got every the Armstrongs, man. But man, the the Unawai Fatu family, we the first family of WWE. It was, I was and that's real that. talk, bro. Yeah. I was thinking about For that sure. today too. It's like as much as I love Bret Hart and would like to give the hearts like that nod, when you look at the list and look at the accolades and what everybody's done and and are doing right now, like you and Roman at the top of the card on on Friday nights is like it's tough. It's hard to say that anybody, everybody else is fighting for the silver medal. Like gold medal yeah. is taken, it's done. Since Samoa with y'all, everybody <laughs> is silver, silver or, or under that. Well, listen, it's it's uh, we we've Thanks, been Bruce. we've been enjoying the hell out of it. And tonight, of course, the draft on SmackDown is very hard for me to imagine. Um, you know, you leaving SmackDown unless Roman's to leave. You guys are both to leave. So I don't know how it'll affect the Usos, but that's why we'll have to tune in tonight to find out. Yeah, tune in, Uso. Man, hopefully, I hope I don't go for Raw. I ain't gonna lie. I love SmackDown. SmackDown's what started, like, the Uso. That's where we got our opportunities. Like, man, we started rumbling in SmackDown. But I I love SmackDown, Uso. I want to keep SmackDown lit. It's got a fresh feel to it on Friday nights. Man, we lit. It was tonight. I'm about to do the same damn thing. If I see Roman Reigns' ass over there, I might rock bottom his ass before the 25th. Oh, I like he that. Got me a little hot over here. I like that. Hey, Jay Uso, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you, Jay. Yeah, Uso, thank you, bro. All right, I'll see you in a, I'll see you in a couple you. weeks. All right. All right, there he is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that is Jay Uso. He is uh, 
Special, special dude. Um, he delivered today. He delivered, yeah. SGG. I mean, I had no doubts. I had no doubts. I, I didn't have doubts, but I didn't know he was going to show up just cutting promos. I mean, he showed up cutting promos. I, I'll be honest, too. I mean, it doesn't look as fun as everybody else doesn't have as good of a time in the Uso Penitentiary as we did today. No, Let's no. Be now, I'll be honest. It was actually a chill trip to the Uso Penitentiary. Yeah, it was, it was quite nice. Was a lovely place. <laughs> so uh, big shout out. Uh, big shout out to uh, Jay Uso. Uh, that was cool, man. All right, so SGG, we're not going to have time to do like an entire, um, an entire breakdown of the week that was. Um, but Ali is the leader of Retribution. Yeah, uh, an insane development that um, I don't think anyone saw coming, and I think it made that feud with the Hurt Business feel um, really fresh. It was like a nice twist. And I enjoyed. So I enjoyed it. I I, I thought yeah. it was cool. It caught me. It's, it's 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 one of those things. And I guess, of course, and the first thing I saw, I feel like, were comments like, "Oh, of course, Mustafa Ali is the leader of a faction like that." To me, all I <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what's annoying about social media is sometimes the first thought you get to have is something like that, which is someone kind of. You, know, you could argue they're reaching or not. I look at it as Mustafa Ali is a guy who has incredible talent, who everyone knows could be a star, who's getting a chance to be a star. That, that's what yeah. I see. I see retribution has been, we all know it could have gone a lot of ways. We still don't know which way it's going to go. Let's be clear. No. We don't know it's going to work, but I'll tell you one thing. The whole thing now to me rides on Mustafa Ali. You want an yeah, opportunity? I, you got a big opportunity with a lot of pressure attached to it. Yeah, and I think this is this is like like Jay Uso said a sink or swim moment for him because you know his, where he was, he was very entertaining. People want to see him, but it did have a ceiling, right? He was just like the high flying guy that you could be trusted to have good matches. But then, what do you do after the good match? Like, where does it go? Like. You know, they could throw some championships on him, but like to for this to show him for this to give him the opportunity to show people what he can do, you know, as the leader of a faction, I think this is gonna be almost make or break for him. But at the same time, just from what we saw on Monday, I think he can handle it. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna shock a lot of people or continue to shock people. I, I hope so, because I think there's a lot a lot of potential there. Um, you know, we still don't know about Slapjack. And and Mace and T Bar, but Ali, yeah. we know his 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 potential and his level. Uh, also, Seth Rollins uh, turned on Murphy. I I'm not really, I'm not really. Uh, prove me wrong. I'm not ready for it yet. I I I kind of wanted more Murphy being more established. I I wanted more time of him being part of you know under the Messiah. I, I did too, but hopefully this is like a jumping off point for Murphy because, I mean, if they're going to pull him away from Seth after the storyline of building him and sort of like, you know, making him a little bit more well-rounded and getting people to care about him, then they got to strap the rocket to his back. And he, he can't go out like Dominic Mysterio. You know, Dominic and Seth have been feuding for months now, and I don't think Dominic pulled out one win yet. It's just been like L after L after different type of L to Seth Rollins for – 
for Dominic and Ray <laughs> since like April. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. Um, what else do we, needs to be hit from uh, the show this week? Um, we mentioned the Chris Jericho celebration. Um, yes, I enjoyed. Uh, did you watch? Did you watch Cody and uh, Brody? I did. I did. That, pretty, I like that match. Pretty fun match. Yeah, and I, and I enjoyed in the promo afterwards. I enjoyed Cody talking about how basically he considered turning on the fans, but didn't. He like did this very. He managed to like walk this line of kayfabe that was really well done. He's been doing that from the beginning, though. He has. Like, he has. It was just another example of doing it, of really doing it in a way that's smart. Like they tried to tell me that I had to do this. So basically, he's saying this is what's so. This is why I love wrestling. It's so ridiculously meta. He's basically being like, everyone said I should be a bad guy, but I'm not going to be a bad guy, right? So in doing so. He's like acknowledging that it's a, a work, mm-hmm. but he's also working them by being like, I would never leave you. I'm with the people, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> when we know he's obviously then going to turn on those people. So like, yeah, at some point it's it, coming. It's so it's, it, it's like, it's this brilliant way of acknowledging it being a work. Cause like you're smart fans, you get it. Oh, but I'm still working you and turning on you. It's, it's, it's so deeply meta. It's why I love it. It's one of those things that to explain to someone who doesn't understand wrestling what he's doing, think about how hard. Like, I couldn't even do that well. Like, that sounded terrible what I just did. Imagine sitting there trying to be like, well, what he's doing is you just have to be in it mm-hmm. to understand what's happening here. And you almost don't, don't catch that second layer of like, because I think at AEW, what Cody's managed to do is build such a rapport with their fan base is that the second layer of it being a work is almost people don't catch it because he's already acknowledged that like, I'm listening to you. Yep. I'm hearing you. This is what you're saying, but this is why I can't go there. And that they don't even realize that mm-hmm. they're still being worked, even though he's acknowledged it. It's almost like a sleight of hand. It's like how, you know, Penn and Teller would tell you the trick and then do it. And you still don't know what right. happened. Even though they're saying it right there. That's exactly what it is. Um, by the way, do you have um, live power rankings today, SGG? Wait, you disappeared right as you... As, no. uh, do you have live power rankings? No. <laughs> I do, I do. Sorry for the technical difficulties. I was uh I was that guy who does that song in C B four. I just watched New Jack City the other day. So I, I feel like I just saw him. <laughs> Alan Payne? Is that that's what his name is? That's right, Alan Payne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah. I want to give an honorable mention to Jay Uso, man. I feel like I know he's Samoan. I almost want to claim him. They're doing so. They're doing such great work. Well, you know well, what? I know it's not appropriate to say, but Samoan is Black of Jays. It is. It is. And you know what? Damn it, I'm going to claim him. Go I'm gonna ahead. Claim him Go ahead. I'm gonna claim him. And oh, I'm not man. even going to do honorable mention. I'm going to give the honorable mention to Keith Lee. I'm going to give it to Keith Lee because he's been doing some great work, and they've been um, – now they gave him Braun on Monday – it wasn't a real match. It was something to sort of showcase the two of them as, you know, these strong men. Um, but I, I want more. So that's why he's getting bumped down to honorable mention. Another honorable mention, I'm going to go to Bianca Belair. Um, those vignettes I'm, I'm loving. 
but they got to do more than the vignettes. They got to show us more and really showcase her a little bit. And, and Yo, number she, three, she, by the way, Bianca Belair posted a, some videos of her dominating track and field in high school and college. It was mm-hmm. literally absurd. It was not even fair. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm speculating why she did that is because after the first vignette, um, Dave Meltzer on his podcast or his show was like, well, she could never really do that. Like, first of all, her hair, she could never be that. Like, it was very, like, it was almost anti-black, almost super sexist. It's just like, Let's be honest, though. You absolutely hate Dave Meltzer. I do. I do. And that's how it felt to me. If Kate, like, him saying that she couldn't accomplish what she did in the vignettes is because of her hair would have held her back is like, you know, having black women heard that enough. And then him being like, well, she's obviously not that fast. And then for her to go back into the archives... I have a question. Post videos of her. How do people even hear Dave Meltzer? Who I don't understand how people hear him because that requires listening. Yeah, I'm 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 on wrestling Twitter, so I hear like little random clips that people post that that Got make it. their way onto my timeline. Got it. Okay. But he ha- he actually has like subscribers and listeners, and that's the part that that sort of blows my mind. But um, but yeah. So her posting the throwback was just like as like a no. I actually do this. I thought it was great. Um. And I'm loving the vignettes, but like I said, I want to see more of her in the ring. And then in at number three, I'm going to go with uh, young Will Hobbs. He had to open a match on the AEW Dynamite this past week. Um, I really did like this, like his showing. I, I, I think he has a lot of potential. So how does, I, it, how does it happen? Do you see on Twitter that a black guy is wrestling and then run and turn no, on no. AEW? Take us through t- this. No, no, I tuned in. I tuned in to the Thirty Years of Jericho just because I wanted to see like how absurd the show was going to be. And then, of course, it actually wasn't that absurd a show. It, it kind. Of, I mean, the Jericho part of it was. So first of all, I mean, well, hold on. Finish. It, I guess. I guess finish your. Uh, let's yeah, let's finish the Black straight. Power rankings, okay, yeah, and then ahead, we're going to go into the Thirty Years of Jericho. Okay, go ahead. But yeah, he's coming in number three. Um, he did have an impressive showing. I am sort of disappointed that that's all black wrestlers get to do in AEW is have an impressive showing, but it's not enough to pull out the win or jump up the card. But I'm not going to hold that against um, Will Hobbs. I'll hold that against the company, but Will Hobbs definitely did what they what they put him in the spot to do, and he shined. Um, and then number two, I'm going with the Hurt Business. Uh, they, they were the stars of Monday Night, let's be honest. Everybody's talking about the Mustafa Ali being revealed as the leader of retribution, but he had dance partners all Monday from the beginning of the show to the reveal. And it was the hurt business. And yeah, right. they were excellent dance partners. Like the way the story all built up, even the little last thing at the end, when retribution shows up <laughs> MVP out of desperation, surely looks at Mustafa Ali and is like, are you in? <laughs> and Mustafa Ali is like, I'm in. I'm just not in the hurt business was a good piece of business for lack of a better term. It was coming in at number two. And then, you know, in the number one, I I said, I was going to claim him. Um, and I bumped him up from honorable mention. So yeah, I'm going Jay Uso, man. Jay Uso, Thunderdome Rome, that whole family, um, invite me to the cookout, please. This is all I have to offer though. Number one, black power rankings. That's pretty good though. That's pretty damn good. Um, Uh, I mean, I hope it's enough. All right, so thirty on to uh, thirty years of Jericho. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to uh, rush through, but I actually am because we have to wrap and we have to mention Chris Jericho. So, do you thought the show was like goofy? I didn't think the show was that goofy. No, I didn't think the show. I think the show was was good, but I think like the the Jericho bits were a little goofy. And it's like 
it's sort of messed up too because it's it it really encapsulated where he's at in his career. First of all, I think 30 years of Chris Jericho deserves a big old asterisk because it's really 30 years from his debut and not 30 years in pro wrestling because he took two giant hiatuses. I don't even know what the plural is, but like he was gone for years and years. Well, so also, also when, years when he debuted in 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 WCW in ninety. No, no. I was no. going to say he wasn't in WCW to what ninety four. Nah, he was in WCW like ninety six because he was in ECW for a little while before that. I mean, and that be honest, was probably like the thirty is a reach because he's been a commodity for twenty five. It should have just been twenty five, no. and it would have yeah. made him seem younger too. By the way, yeah. So 30 years of Jericho is absurd. And then... But, I mean, you're you're also hating, but keep going. But hold on. Uh, uh, I hate him. I'm not hating. These are facts. Well, but you're hating because, I mean, if he debuted 30 years ago, he debuted 30 years ago. I mean, it's 30 years ago. Yeah, but it's not not 30 years of pro wrestling because he took a giant break. If If he wrestled his first match 30 years ago and then disappeared and then wrestled another match now, he could say 30 years of pro wrestling. Would we allow that? I mean, do you... Shawn Michaels will always have to lower his number because he was gone for a few years in the middle. That was for injury. Jeff, Jericho no, took a no, and then and then he just kind of it wasn't all the injury. It was his injury, and he stopped wrestling for a while. He wasn't yeah, nursing he his neck for four years, or his, it was it was it was his back. His ba- he, he wasn't was nursing injured. his back for four years. It was his back, and it was a career-ending injury. And he was running a wrestling school, so it was still thirty years in. And he was finding, he was, and he was finding Jesus, and starting a family, and doing all. And he was a commissioner, and he was commissioner of of um, I think was it Raw. He was yep. commissioner. Yes, he was. So he was around. That's thirty years in pro wrestling. Jericho fully like bounced to be an entertainer or a rock star for how long at a time? It was two years the first time, and then I think another year and a half or two years the second time i mean okay it's a reach it's a little bit of a reach but keep going keep going what's now what else? <laughs> it's no more of a reach than the 30 years of joke but then like it started off at the top absurd because it's like oh yeah you know they have these AEW guys his colleagues which i appreciate like oh what's what's your favorite jericho moment and for all of them it's moments that happened in his entire 30 years your favorite jericho moments all come from the past 12 months yeah, well that that would be that would be a weak thing to do. I didn't I didn't actually notice what the wrestler said at the beginning. Um, All of them, and that sort of they, that sort of they they normally try to be cooler than that. There was no point like you didn't you don't have to pretend. You could have said it was his work with Eddie or his being with it. Like you don't have to pretend it didn't exist. Scorpio Sky said my favorite Jericho moment was him getting sent into the mimosas by Orange Cassidy. Are you kidding me? That's absurd. And and let's be real. Jericho has said that he has a good relationship with uh with Vince and, and everybody in WWE. If AEW wasn't so hell bent on like burning bridges, they could have licensed some footage. Or they could have even even if they didn't get the footage, they could have just mentioned it like I don't you said. I don't think they would have been able to license the footage, but I do think they could have said something. Flip side of that coin though, I will say this. I hope WWE took note of like the level of celebrities they got though to talk about Jericho, that that was pretty good. Um, I know he has his own relationships and stuff, but still they put in their own work as well. I'm sure. But to get Lars I mean, Lars Ulrich in there and Shaq, um, and uh, Slash Slash, Slash is pretty good. Although, although, but did you listen to what some of the celebrities said? Slash just goes thirty years of pro wrestling. I didn't realize you were doing it that long. 
Who cares? I mean, you're nitpicking. He's been paying attention. No, he's not paying he's attention. Paying he knows him from music. Right, but then, but then, all he knows is have, being a guy who's around who wrestles. You think Slash is paying attention? Don't have somebody in there if they're not gonna make him sound like the majest of maids. Like Shaq was like, "Whatever's above legend, you're that." Chris Jericho, congratulations, blah blah. blah. That's that lands so much better than I didn't realize. I, I listen, hold on. I, I agree with you, but again, you're nitpicking because when they did 30 years of Triple H, they didn't lean on anybody. And Triple H has mad celeb friends who would have done it. That's what I'm saying. You're focusing all on the negative. I'm saying they had they filled the damn show with celebrities, though. They did. With they Zoom. Did. It's so easy. It's so they easy did. in the Zoom era to get f- famous people to be a part of the show. You're right. The slash and, one was whack. I was like, why do you not know who this guy is? But still, right. for me, who was half paying attention to what they were saying anyway, I was just like, oh, that's tight. They got Slash. Oh, that's tight. They got Lars. Like, oh, I just It just was a good look. And with someone like Triple H, they could have done that. And then... They could have, they could have. And then, and you know what? They probably should have for Triple H. But um, but then you get to the match, which is like the obligatory Jericho match with his friend. And it it was awful. It was it was just Okay. I, I would have taken I would have taken 29 years of Jericho. Let's just say it like that. The match you, you're you're really on one today. I mean, you the 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 check must have cleared. The check that I used to get paid. <laughs> the check that I used to pay to be on the kickoff show. Taken, they said right taken. to SGG. Now, um, I did you notice at the end that this was very this was quick and you might not have noticed it, but I'm pretty sure. And anyone out there who watched, please let me know. So I'm really enjoying the Jericho MJF part, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought MJF was great again when he came out. I thought he's he's, he's gifted sitting. him the photo of MJF. And then, did you see that Jericho smashed the photo on the dude's head, and the dude no sold it? And no, dude, the guy accidentally no sells it. And I swear to God, I'm pretty sure Jericho just gives him a real non-worked Judas effect. Go back. Can you watch it while we're here? Can you pull it up? Yeah, let me let me pull it up. Let me see. I am let me, pretty uh, sure he Jericho smashes him over the head with the paint the picture and has a moment of shock because the guy doesn't sell. He just stares at him. This random clown dude is just staring at him. So Jericho, being a mix of both a professional and a lunatic, you know, doesn't punch him in the face. Uses a move. But I'm pretty sure it wasn't working. Like it's a straight up elbow to this dude's face, unless I'm wrong. Let and, me let me. Okay, so we're at the end. He has has the picture. MJF has okay. the picture. All right, people are coming out. Wait, have you? Is it is it unveiled yet? Yeah, it's unveiled. The picture's unveiled. Yeah. All right, you'll see. It. Then it's a second away. And Jer- the credits are rolling. Did I go back to? Oh work? yeah, you, you, to- if, the, if the credits are rolling, you're too. It's too late. You got to go back. You got to go to when Jer- right, Jer- right when Jericho's about to open the package. Okay. You have volume, or is it in your headphones? No, nah, I'm just. I'm, the people don't need to be subjected to the audio if they're not. Oh, no, well, at least it's better than dead air audio. SGG. All right, all right, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> they can have some idea of what's happening. Hold it up closer. So if you want me to open that sucker up for you, I will. Okay. It is. Wait, wait, Chris, before you open it, before you open it, 
Before you open it, I love that he says it's gift a clock. Indulge me. First of all, I'm gonna get your jacket, buddy. I swear. <laughs> Second of all, I want you to know you inspire me, and because of that inspiration, next week I am going to make a career-defining announcement. And Chris, I want you out there, man. But for now, open that present, baby. All right, he's gonna open the gift right now. Is that not the greatest gift? All right, watch close, SGJ. So much for this amazing present. Thank you. Did you see it? It did. It was quick. We got to watch again. I believe if you watch, the guy's head doesn't even move when the glass smashes. He just stands there like he forgets to sell, and Jericho uh-huh. just like and elbows him in the face. Watch, <laughs> watch it again. I watched like three or four times, and I was like, that looks miserable. Honestly, he deserved it, though. Like, he deserved it. You got to sell. Come you got to sell. I mean, respect the business, for God's sake. Yeah, you got to um, sell. Uh, so yeah, and listen. I didn't think it was. I enjoyed the credits all being Jericho. Thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, the match I didn't need. Um, but overall, decent show. Like I said, ver- the, to me, the show is becoming. It's becoming MJF and Jericho. Now I want to see how they build this out. This sort of like they're almost feuding, but they won't. And at the same time, oh, they're one hundred percent frenemies. They're both so phony. They're both so phony that they can just keep doing it for a while. So I hope they let it rock and cook for a while, as they tend to do. I mean, listen, think about how long they've been working Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. If you could tease, if you can tease Hangman Page and Kenny Omega for over a year, you better be damn patient. I would love to see MJF and Jericho become a full blown tag team before they break up. You can't be doing that too much. You know, going to the tag team, then break up. But why it not? Would work. Well, fine, fine. Not a full blown tag team, but they could tag together several times. Yeah, they I could would, be allies. I would, I would love for him to be part, of, like a tenuous part of the inner circle. And I, yeah. lo- I love that he forgot to give Sammy Guevara the the jacket the first time, and then this time was like, I got your jacket. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts to MJF. Um, someone on Twitter the other day tweeted at MJF and said, my bar mitzvah was better than yours. And MJF responded with a picture from his own bar mitzvah that was just ridiculous and was like, really? You sure? It was phenomenal stuff. Did you Um, peep the Miz logos in MJF's bar mitzvah? No. The upside-down WWE symbol? No, he did that? Yeah, which I'm like, yo, MJF being a Miz fan makes a lot of sense. Oh, and and it makes you hope that they get a chance one day. Uh, Miz and MJF would be spectacular. In all, I mean, I hate to say it, but if MJF were to be in WWE in a few years, I would almost replicate what he's doing right now with Jericho with Miz. Yeah. Th- this frenemies thing. Because you could see Miz just loving MJF and, and mentoring him and then the turn. Um Let's take a couple of quick uh, mailbags before we get up out of here. I can't believe uh, I, 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 it's going to have to be very, very fast. Like, I'm talking two pieces of mail because I am a disaster right now. I've got too much to do. Mail. All right. Emi writes us, hey, Stat Riddle and Brosenberg. Uh, whilst I enjoy the reveal of Ali joining Retribution, I do wonder if he's actually the leader. I feel like it's either a Cedric 
Alexander, like business decision to join the group, dishing out the beatings, or he's the second in command. He doesn't feel like a big enough name to be the impactful reveal. However, on his social media, he did explicitly say who the named members were, which adds to Keith Lee not saying anything, look, looking dumb. Um, also, were WWE booking it as if people don't watch NXT and already know who they were? As an aside, as a Muslim, it's nice to see Ali just be a bad guy and not be that way because of his religion slash culture. Keep up the great work and stay mage. Emi from the UK. And again, it's interesting because, of course, you jump out of the gate and you have a lot of non-Muslims instantly being like, it's racist that he's the guy. And then, again, and I'm not saying this is just one person, so I'm not saying uh, Muslims are not a monolith, so Emi doesn't speak for everyone. But just like people jump out and like, I'm offended he's a bad guy, we hear from someone who's like, hey, I love that he's a bad guy. It has nothing to do with him being Muslim. Yeah. So, yeah and he's fully the leader, too, by the way, because he jumps out and he's like, he says, get him before they yeah, rush the race. exactly. Let's go to Frank. Mail. Pete and SGG with the draft starting tonight. We will officially hit one year of SmackDown on Fox. Yes, that's right. The Kane Velasquez Brock Lesnar run in was a year ago. Though it feels like 10 years ago. So true. What's your grade for the first year of SmackDown on Fox? And what's the biggest improvement it needs to make in year two, whether it be in the draft or behind the scenes? Stay major and enjoy yourself, Frank. Um, I will give SmackDown on Fox um, a solid B. And honestly, I think it would have been a C before the, a couple of months ago, especially with the Performance Center. Um, that was a tough time. But with the turn of Roman, with the the Uso story, with the Thunderdome, um, with the Alexa Bliss stuff just being something of intrigue, I believe it's made a major push. I believe it's solidified itself as the absolute number one show. I finally now truly think of SmackDown as the A-show. I prioritize watching it more than I prioritize Raw. It has, in that year, it went from, nah, I'm not doing it, to I have fully bought in as it being the A-show. Is it perfect? No, it's not. But the last couple of months, to me, have allowed me to give it a nice, solid B grade. SGG? Yeah, I would have I would given it a B+. And like you said, the last couple of months have been have been great. Bailey and Sasha, you know, doing what they were doing at the top of the year has also been been great. Obviously, everybody heard how I spoke about it. I raved about it for months. Um, now, COVID, COVID derailed things. And, you know, it's possible that it could have gone up or the grade could have gone well, down. Well, and it started rough too, SGG. Don't forget. The, the, it did st- the Velasquez stuff was, uh, it was a disaster. Well, that was just the... Kofi that was get, just the first. No, I know, but the note that it started on with Kofi getting completely jobbed and then Velasquez, it was a rough start. Well, if Kofi's if Kofi lasted a little bit longer, then we have a completely different view of that first episode because that first episode was star studded and it was a great introduction. It was set a completely different tone from what was happening on USA, and then just a couple of weeks after that, we get the Bailey turn, um, and then she's put with Sasha and like she just heals more and more and more. So like there were things happening outside of the Kofi thing that was that was true, you know true. worthwhile, and then you know um, the fiend as the champion, he had some interesting feuds, and 
you know, Goldberg squashing the Fiend does bring it down. But then Goldberg was on a collision course with Roman before COVID hit. And that's where things go up in the air. So I'm going to give it a B plus, just like you said, based off of the last couple of months and how they started the top of the year. And, you know, even the top of their year from from that first that first show. But it, it could have gone up or down depending on the things that they would have done had it been business as usual and had they not had to pivot. Because this Sami Zayn Intercontinental Championship run that we love too started before Mania. True, so true. What will we get out of and that? Now we're, and now we're back. Um, all right, Maynard hits us with an email. I know I said be done, but this m- is good. Mail. M- 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 Peter and SGG Sport. Remember when Roman once said he was the best wrestler and people laughed and dismissed him, including Kenny Omega? Well, now it's 2020 and Roman's still on the top Not of the me. business, while Kenny is barely even in the top 10 of AEW a year after they launched. Yep. By the way, I'm totally with SGG Sport in terms of Heyman's current role. The story between Roman and Jay was a personal, familial one. It was good that Heyman took a step back from that because it makes no sense if he was front and center of that storyline. We had the perfect amount of Heyman for that one. Love, too, that Jay wants mm-hmm. one more crack at Roman. Um, blah, blah, blah. Thank you, Maynard. And, and by the way, I agree, and it looked like almost everyone agreed. Like very few people agreed with Dip. I, I have more nuance to my argument. See, I think Dip is missing. Sometimes Dip gets so emotional that I think his, his, feel, his feelings aren't wrong. The feeling is ignited because of something. But like in this case, I also feel that I would like Roman to be more committed to Heyman. Yeah. But, but I don't need more Heyman. You see what I'm saying? You see mm-hmm. that there's a huge difference there. Like I don't need Heyman talking through the Roman Reigns feud with his family. But... As because we all love this Roman, I think many of us would like to know that he's 100% in bed with him and it's not like being hedged at all. I think that's and, uh, the difference for me. Yeah. And I think part of it too, and maybe this is me like reading into it, I'll, I'll even go contortion, contortionist with it. There you go. It's just like Heyman, you know, he's always, he's never said that he was a manager no matter who he was behind. And I think with him, even in this case with Roman, right, he was the advocate for, um, Brock Lesnar, he was the advocate for CM Punk, but with Roman Reigns, he's the special advisor. And advisors don't do that much talking out in the open. Advisors play the back a little bit more. So maybe like that change in title is supposed to signal to us like that this role and this relationship is going to be different. Or maybe I'm just like, you know, contorting. Well, you love, that know. is what you do. You can't help contorting. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I, but I will say that you know, I agreed last week, and I'll say it again. There is a difference with Heyman and Roman, and it feels different from him and Brock. But at the same time, I feel like in this feud, it should because it's a family thing. I, I think you're right. I, I want them to be together. I want it to be clear, but I also don't need every week to start with Heyman yelling, um, my name is Paul Heyman. I'm good with that, too. I just want his presence to be visual and and, and the commitment to be there. That's it. Um, Great stuff. Great episode, SGG. Shout out to everyone who emailed. I know there's always a lot of emails, and I don't get to all of them. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. We'll try to get some more next week. Make sure you go like this show. If you enjoyed the Jey Uso interview, make sure you spread it around. Tell people about it. Make sure you um, give us a rating and a review. We appreciate it. It all adds up and makes a difference. Um, you know, working on doing more things with the podcast. I, I Listen, I'm going to give you a huge tease right now that everyone will want to know more of. I'm not going to say more right now. There was a moment very recently when we thought there was about to be a major cheap heat reunion and it was inches from happening and it fell mm-hmm. through. And in my opinion, it will never happen now, um, sadly. And I'm just going to leave you guys with that incredible cliffhanger 
But it, I we thought we thought it was we thought the reunion. We thought we were going to have the shock of the cinch. And uh, at the goal line, at the goal line, it was at the goal line. Um, and I'll be very clear in saying this: it is not anyone who is um, the reunion directly relates to that was at fault in it not happening. But someone was at fault, and and as a yeah. result, uh, I don't think it will ever happen. But um, I say all of that to say we need the ratings and the reviews so we can continue to work on new business for Cheap Heat to make it bigger and better and blah, 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 blah. We love y'all. SGG, stay mage this weekend. And enjoy yourself, P. It's professional